Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 44. And yesterday I was talking to a client whose business is doing great. She's a couple of months ahead of her expenses with her cash. She, in spite of being a couple of months ahead of her expenses with cash, she continues to sell new clients. She sells a high-ticket one-on-one coaching offer or a group coaching offer, and they both sell really well. She's doing great. And I could tell that she's a little bit uncomfortable in her success. And I, I can relate to that. I think we could probably all relate to that. When we get to a new level of success and it feels easier than it has ever felt, our knee-jerk response is often that this is too easy, something must be wrong. And the reality is, in her case, that she has spent years building up this business and, and dialing in an offer and connecting with an audience in a way that has now made it relatively easy, a lot easier than it used to be anyway, to be ahead of her expenses with her cash and to, to keep signing clients up in spite of being ahead of her cash. So I'm just kind of observing her. We're on video chat and she just seems nervous about it. And then she tells me that she recently went to an event where there were a group of service providers who were all just explaining, here's what I can do for you. Here's what I can do for you and your business. And she said that as she sat there, she started to really feel anxious, like she definitely needed to sign up with at least one of these people to solve a problem in her business. Now, she didn't know what problem to solve in her business, But again, because she's uncomfortable in her success, she's looking for a problem to solve. And what happens there sometimes is when people who love to solve problems and who feel anxious when there isn't kind of a crisis or a big problem to solve, sometimes they'll create one or make one up in order to solve it and then get back into their comfort zone of being sort of in crisis mode and fixing things, whether or not anything actually needs to be fixed. Now, in a business, of course, there's always something to improve. There's always something else to tackle, you know, new growth to pursue. And that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is discomfort at a new level of success that drives you to either make up or discover problems that aren't necessarily there. She said in particular, one service provider was doing a really good job of of convincing her that, that she should hire her. She was saying, you know, I can help you, I can free up a bunch of your time because I can help you develop a sales team. And my client does feel kind of pinched for time sometimes, like we all do. She has a family, she has this business, she's trying to serve her clients, and sometimes it just feels like she runs out of week before she runs out of things that she wants to do in her business. So when the service provider says, I'll help you develop a sales team, and then you're freed up, you don't even have to do those sales calls anymore and thinking how much time you'll get back. And I said, okay, well, that's not the worst idea in the world. I have clients who do really well by outsourcing their sales to another person or to an organization, but do you have tons and tons of sales leads? She said, well, no, I, I mean, no, I guess I really don't have that many sales leads. And I said, well, yeah, so you don't have that many sales leads And those that you get don't take a lot of time for you to sell, and your close rate is really high. So I said, is it really sales that's taking up a lot of your time? And she said, yeah, I guess it's not, is it? I said, well, what's taking up a lot of your time? 
And the reality is she didn't know. She thinks that it's mostly serving her clients. And I think she's probably right because she has a, a full roster right now. And I said, okay, so we don't know exactly where your time is going, but we know that it's not really going to tons of sales calls because you don't have that many sales leads because you don't really need that many sales leads right now. You have people filled up in your group program for the rest of the year. And the only thing you're really thinking about right now is serving the clients that you have, doing a great job with them. I said, so if, if your current clients are really taking up a lot of your time, there are two things you can think about. You can think about outsourcing the coaching, some of the coaching, maybe hiring a facilitator to do group calls, or you can think about uh, taking the one-on-one aspect out of your group program because she gives her group people a one-on-one call in addition to the group calls that she does. I said, you can think about those things as a way of freeing up your time. And that's probably a relatively easier step than finding, hiring, training salespeople to take care of a bunch of leads that you don't even really have. And by the way, if it sounds really simple and basic that she she that should have been obvious to her, it's really easy to get to be too close to your own business and to lose track of what your actual challenges and priorities are. So I don't blame her in the least. This happens to me. I know it happens to you. It happens to all of us. There's just something about us that when someone approaches us and says, hey, I can do this thing for you, part of us says, oh, that'd be great to have you do that for me. Until we stop and think, I don't actually think I need that. So once we talked about how she could maybe have an easier next step of rearranging how her program gets delivered or maybe hiring some help with the coaching aspect, it became clear to her that she definitely didn't need to hire a a sales trainer to develop a sales team for her. And then her next question was, well, somebody else there was talking about rebranding my website. And I said, yeah, okay, great. When was the last time you did that? She said, ah, 2013. I said, okay, yeah, it's been a while, five years. That's probably a good time to look at, at redesigning the website. I said, but here's the thing. You have a full roster right now. You're making more money than you've ever made before. Is your current website hurting your business? Maybe, but there's not a lot of evidence of that. There's not evidence that the website is preventing all of the people who have paid her thousands and thousands of dollars for coaching. There's no evidence that they cared that her website is out of date. And it is. If you were to look at it, you'd say, yeah, this website needs some work. But there's no evidence that it actually matters that her website is out of date. So I said, hey, if you want to spend a bunch of money on branding right now, actually, we we can make that work in the budget and that's going to be no problem. And in fact, in the next year or so, year to 18 months, I'll probably vote for that in a budget meeting. And say, hey, let's redo the website because your business has come a long way since 2013. Let's update the brand to reflect that. Maybe as part of an up-leveling of the whole business. But in the meantime, is it really hurting you right now? You have a full roster the sales leads that are coming in, you sell them pretty easily. So I'm not sure the website's really slowing you down. And she said, okay, yeah. So maybe I just chill on the website for a while. Yeah. She said, well, I don't know where to focus. I don't know what to think about, or I'm kind of looking for a place to channel this worry that I feel about things being too simple and too easy in my business. I said, okay, well, all of the clients that you have in your business right now, you got them from a sales event you did last fall. 
how many people did you have at that sales event? She said, 50. And I said, okay, if you want to channel energy into solving a problem, all of that energy should go into having 100 people at your next sales event. Because apparently you did great with the 50 that were there last year. So if we get twice as many people in the room, other things being equal, you probably make twice as many sales. And because of the sales model that you used, you don't need salespeople. You made the sales yourself. You don't need a new website. The website looked like it does now last fall when you sold all those people into your program. It seems like all you need is just more butts in seats at that sales event. And she said, oh, so I can just think about that. Yeah, that's all you have to think about. Whenever other people are trying to throw stuff at you, Again, because they're doing their job and they're trying to make their business work. It's not their job to decide that you shouldn't hire them. It's their job to convince you that you should. But what you need to do is come back to the most important number in your business. And the most important number in your business in the last 12 months has been the number of people that attended your sales event last fall. All of the ease and comfort that we have in the business today is because of all the hard work you did last spring and summer to fill up that sales event last fall. So now we're back in the spring, and that needs to be the same focus. And it was a big relief to her to feel like she could direct the nervous energy that she has in a productive way to making this year's sales event as successful as last year's was. I think all of us are in the exact same boat as her. We lose sight of what exactly got us where we are. And it's usually a relatively small thing, or it seems like a small thing. In the context of our whole business, in the context of her whole business, for example, getting those 50 people in the room when she was teaching her method and inviting them into her program, once that passed... And the months have gone by, she lost sight of what a big deal that was. And now she's busy, and it's easy to forget what got her where she is. Well, what got her where she is, is getting those people in that room on that day. What got me where I am is something similar. It's going to events, it's meeting new people. Talked about this last week or a couple of weeks ago, uh, about the lifetime value of a customer. And once you figure that out, you need to go get back in the situations where you were when you got those best customers and those best referrers, it's easy to lose sight of that in the day-to-day maintenance of your clients, maintenance of your business. You start to look at shiny objects and think that probably matters a lot. When you pause and you look backwards and say, where did I get my best client? Where did I get the person who has referred me the most business? How did I meet that person? and start to replicate those and stay focused on the simple things that work and matter, then all of the shiny objects start to fade. And then we just go back to doing the work that makes our business go. So if you go back and analyze what has gotten you the success that you've achieved so far, have an honest conversation with yourself about whether that same work will take you to the next level. And if it will, if you feel like there's more untapped success in that same area, then stick with it. Eventually that won't be true because what got you where you are eventually won't take you to the next place. But almost none of us really soak our best 
strategies and our best tactics for all they're worth before moving on to other shiny stuff. So we want to take our eye off that and do something that's new and interesting, or seems like it will be. Figure out what gave you the majority of your success and go back to that kind of activity. Stick to it until you're absolutely certain that it's time to move on. I hope that's helpful, and I will talk to you next weekend.